0: how many speaking engagements, how many podcasts, how many webinars, how many um, masterclasses, you know, joint venture partnerships, what are all the ways you actually plan on filling your event? Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec.
1: Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Shay. Shay, thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here.
1: Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do.
0: Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Grace and Ease Productions, we support our clients in creating powerful and profitable events. So we do this by producing in-person live virtual events from 50 people in a one-day event to over 4,000 attendees in our three-day events. And we collaborate with some pretty well-known celebrities. Um, You may have heard of Dr. Oz, Lisa Nichols, Bill Barron, Alison J. Prince, and a ton of others. So we just really love supporting our clients in what's known as Speak to Sell and allowing them to be extremely profitable with their events. Whether it is doing something once or doing it multiple times a year, we have clients that will generate over $2.1 million in one three-day virtual live event. So we help you do all of the planning, all of the speaker and sponsor management, support and production for those events.
1: Nice. We're going to talk about all of that because I think people on one hand underestimate how much work it is to put on an event and don't realize how much work you guys are doing for them. And they're going, hey, I'll just do it myself. That doesn't work. But we'll talk about why that doesn't work and how they can kind of restructure things, some ideas for them. Um, But let's back up the bus a little bit. And how did you get into all of this? How did events become your thing?
0: Yeah, um, it kind of fell in my lap, I guess you could say. Um so I was in one of those transition phases where I was doing a little bit of everything in order to figure out what the heck I was supposed to do in the world. Uh so I was a Reiki master, which is like an energetic healer. Um I'm speaking, I'm in network marketing, I'm managing an apartment complex, like I'm doing a little bit of everything, going, what am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> and uh in one of those instances I was actually speaking. It was like a multi-speaker event new year, new you. And I was going to talk about appreciation marketing. And in doing so, the guy in front of me that had my microphone, I was just messing around with him. And I'm like, hey, dude, don't go spitting on my mic. <laughs> He's like, what the heck are you? You're hilarious. <laughs> Come to find out he was the head of education for Dr. Oz's nonprofit. And I had just met his sister, Saval, at the women's conference that I was um, supporting and volunteering at because I wanted to go to the event, but 14,000 tickets sold out in 14 minutes. So I couldn't get a ticket. So I volunteered and uh, he went, hold on, she's best friends with our CEO and we're doing a women's conference. You should help us. And I went, okay, (laughs) okay. So that was my first gig as an associate producer in charge of over 70 speakers and a hundred volunteers.
1: Oh my God. Right. That is one um, initiation by fire.
0: Like go <laughs> jump swim or I don't care. Go. Right. <laughs>
1: and I'm sure
0: half of it was
1: done under the water surface level.
0: Yes. <laughs> like very I much so.
1: It was yeah. awesome. And at the same time, everything after that is like, oh, this is easy.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it was, it was definitely that it was like, huh, I kind of have a little bit of a knack for this. Um, and if I really look at it, like as a kid, it was everybody come over, we're going to do a pool party and then we're going to have pizza and then we're going to make hats and then we're going to watch movie. You know, I was always planning things as a kid. Oh, nice. So if I really look at it, that That was always a part of my world. But yeah, that's really the first major introduction to the space.
1: I love it. So talk, talk to us about event production because I think, again, a lot of people don't understand how much work it is. So they go, oh, I'll just do it myself. Or they think it's so much work that they're gonna have to, you know, sacrifice their firstborn to you. And I don't think you really want their firstborn. No,
0: I, <laughs> most <really> cases, <laughs> you, the firstborn, the second, all the borns.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Good. So it what really
1: is, yeah. with the mistakes that people make, sorry.
0: Mistakes as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, for sure, mistakes. There's quite a few. Um, one is not giving yourself enough time to actually plan the event and fill the room. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like, oh yeah, it's just a virtual event. And I'm planning on having 50 people, you know, I'm just going to send out an email and, and people are 50 people will show up. You know, I've got, I've got 5,000 people on my list. 50 will show up. It's a virtual event. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to tell you. Not much. So
0: much so that we actually do what's called a ticket map as part of our planning process is going, okay, what is your goal? How many people do you want to have in the room? Because there's people in the room and there's people that actually buy a ticket and don't show, right? So you have to account mm-hmm. for that number too. And so we actually map out how your tickets are going to show up and how you plan on filling the room. How many speaking engagements, how many podcasts, how many webinars, how many, um, masterclasses, you know, joint venture partnerships, what are all the ways you actually plan on filling your event? And then we need to also take a look at what is the type of event that you want to be doing? Um, I sat down the other day and I just personally mapped out 17 different types of events that you can be doing in your business. Wow. 17. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure everybody just kind of piles those into one and goes, well, it's just, you know, I'm having some people
0: yeah yeah i'm just getting together and i'll maybe make an offer maybe not have a call to action we'll see how it goes i'm gonna wing it i'm a really good speaker yeah by
1: the way it's a terrible way to do business don't do it that
0: (laughs) way could you imagine let's just throw something against the wall and see what sticks
1: oh i can tell you how many people i know have done that in the past i don't know if they're still doing
0: it yeah or they're out of business right right so Yeah, it's, it's taking a look at like, what are, what is the event promise and what is the end result you're looking to have? You know, there's, I was talking to somebody on LinkedIn the other day and they were like, you know, I've got this going on and that going on. And I'm like, okay, but what are, what is the intention of the event? Right. Mm -hmm. Are we looking to fill your year long group coaching program? Are you looking to get your current clients together for a retreat? and you're fulfilling upon the promise of your year-long program? Are you looking to have it be a lead generation, and you're just looking to add people to your email list so you can continue to nurture them? Like, what is the intention behind it? And that's going to guide us towards one of those 17 different types of events.
1: Nice. Love it. So when somebody's looking at planning an event, what kind of things, and the promise you mentioned and the intention of it. Um, being able to structure who they want in the event <laughs> tends to mm-hmm. have a magnanimous difference on on the sales of the event. Um, so let's talk about how how does it look to work with you when somebody comes in and says, hey, Shay, I got this stuff going on, what process do you take them through and how does that what does that look like?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> first step is um, you know, they go ahead and fill out a form and kind of tell me what their vision is Mm because I can't do anything unless I have what your intention is with the event. Right. What does it look like? Have you done it before? Who's who's attending? What are where are you getting these people to come to the event? How long is the event? Is it one day? Is it a three day? Is it 90 minutes? Um, You know, so it's really kind of gathering the information. And then once I have that, I can easily go, Okay. Yep. You can do a three-day sales and enrollment event. You can sell it for, you know, $97, $47 with a VIP upgrade of $197. What's your program? Uh, they'll tell me, you know, it's a 40, $4,997 or it's, you know, a $10,000 program that they're looking to sell at the event, you know, and we can actually map out what it is it will look like that plays into budget that plays into team that plays into all of the planning. We do. Um, once they actually say, yes, let's move forward. There's a good 17 different calls that we do planning an event. Yeah. 17 or more, depending on how much time I have.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, so we need to have at least 17 hours before the event goes <laughs> before you can do this. Yeah, well,
0: My team and I, probably spend at least a hundred hours pre event. Yeah. For a a three day sales and enrollment event. Plus Mm -hmm. the event itself is going to be probably another 12 to 15, depending on if it's virtual or if it's in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we're, we're looking at the layers of it. So when you're creating the run a show or the arc and flow of the event, how -hmm. do you keep people engaged? How do you keep them with you for three days? So how do you make it so it's fun and engaging? You know, are you using emoji sticks that say like, yes, girl, and what the duck, you know, and have really <laughs> cute images on it? Are you like glad and, and they can see you? Um, are you creating a studio in your home office? Are they in person with you? Um, it all comes into play on how we actually engage the audience. So that they stay with you the whole time. And the way I like to look at it is it's kind of like a movie, right? It's like there's this journey that you take them on. And instead of watching somebody else experience it, the audience is experiencing it.
1: Nice. So obviously you're working with them a lot about the strategy of the Mm -hmm. event. And then I assume it's kind of like, a wedding whereby, okay, now that we got the strategy, there's the logistics of making sure that everything happens when it's supposed to happen and it's all coming into place when it's supposed to be there. And then you have the actual event itself and running around like chickens with your head cut off while the speaker's like, hey, everything's calm, cool, collected. This is smooth, smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories.
0: Well, so first, total side note: yeah. we don't plan weddings, right? Plan? Yeah,
1: no, I said like a wedding, like no.
0: But you know, one of my clients did ask me to support in planning her wedding. The reason being is she had partners, she had vendors, she had sponsors. At her wedding, at her wedding, yeah, yeah, I know. girl, right? So fantastic, and I'm like, okay, great. Yep, we can support with that. So she had a wedding planner and yep. she had us to support with the vendors and everything else and um it was it was an experience for sure. At one point we had it was 5 days and within 5 days we had 11 events that were happening. And we were managing it was a hybrid event. So not only were we managing the Zoom and the virtual aspect of it. Oh my gosh, Michelle, It was amazing. I had drones. So I was also running the virtual event side of it. Right. Wow. We had drones. We had up close and personal shots. We had shots of the audience. I kid you not like the virtual audience probably had a better seat than the people in the front row. It was that amazing and intimate. Oh, so good. But yeah. So that's just total side note on how anything can really be an event
1: (laughs) right that's fantastic so my first question is so was it celebrity or was it uh cultural that they decided to go that route
0: yeah celebrity
1: okay yeah yeah i've heard of some pretty big cultural weddings too it's like oh yeah it's gonna be seven days and we start on you know three days before the seven days start and
0: (laughs) oh my gosh we hit the ground running in the bahamas which wasn't horrible you know (laughs) right Wasn't bad at all. The view was amazing, but yeah, we were we had Airbnbs and we did a island-wide scavenger hunt and we had nine different SUVs taking people all over the island. We had welcome parties over here and we had brunches over here. It was just, it was crazy, but it was really really cool. So
1: that sounds (laughs) awesome. Absolutely awesome. Cool. So let's talk about what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having when they're um, they've got events or they're running their business and they're like, oh my God, Shay, I need you so badly.
0: Yeah, well, one is uh, depending on the phase of business or the level of business they're in, they should be doing a certain type of event. So what I'll see is somebody will come to me and they'll be like, oh, I want to do this. And it's like, okay, great. Where are you at? What's, what phase of business are you actually at right now? Mm-hmm. And they tell me. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, you shouldn't be doing that event right now, right? You are going to, like you said earlier, lose your shirt or your firstborn or what have you. (laughs) Keep your firstborns, everybody. Um, But you wanna make sure you're doing the right event first. So that's one mistake. The second mistake is you don't look at the numbers. You don't look at the numbers on how you're filling the room. You don't look at the numbers of what's happening right now in the space, what the conversion rates are, what the show rates are. Um, how to actually engage the audience, What is the what we call stick strategy, meaning how are you keeping them engaged once they purchase a ticket to actually joining you at the event? Mm -hmm. And then how do you keep them with you throughout the event? And what is the stay rate that we're seeing right now in the industry? Because there's a lot happening in the world, right? There's a lot of things that can pull people's attention away. So how do we kind of, put that corner market stone for you and really support them and then bring them in knowing like this is what you're going to gain out of the event, whether or not you do business with our event host or not, this is what you will get out of the event when you leave. And that's how we support taking a look at the numbers. And then of course there's the actual budget numbers too, which is important.
1: Right. So, when somebody's working with you, I'm assuming you also do a planning session beforehand to go. Does this even make sense? Yes. Like, are you even on track? And
0: like, yeah. and what's you going to be here? doing an event right now or not? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is me kind of telling people, no, we're we're <laughs> not doing an event right now, and this is what you need to do. So you're in phase, you know, one or two. Um, and in phase one, meaning like you're in the validation phase, you are figuring it out. You don't have clients really yet. And your goal and intention is to get eight to 10 paying clients, right? You're doing your market research, you're making your offers, they're bringing them in, you're tweaking and adjusting things, right? Right.
1: In is case it wasn't obvious, peeps, if you haven't made eight sales yet, do not do a three-day event.
0: <laughs> no, please. No. You, you have no money no. to do an event. <laughs> uh,
1: no. That is so beyond the cart in front of the horse. I can't How even explain. You know
0: <laughs> Michelle, like, that's a cargo
1: I, ship before you got a business. That's,
0: that's it's awesome. amazing. People will come to me going, I want to do a thousand person event. Okay, great. Tell me about like, what is your business? What are you offering? What's going on?
1: Oh, this is just an idea I had. Oh. Air <laughs> <Aaron's> silence. <laughs> 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 okay. So, peeps, if that's what's going on in your head right now, stop. And so let, let's play with that for a second, because maybe there is somebody out there that's going, yeah, but I, I heard that doing three days event are the best. Could they come to you and say, hey, I was thinking about doing this event, but clearly that's not a good idea. Listen, to podcast... This is where I'm at. What kind of events should I be doing and kind of get the ball rolling on that?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Nice. So you can actually progress through the phases quite quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, when yeah. by the time you get to phase four and phase five, that's when you're doing your one days and your three day sales and enrollment events. Uh, but you can progress through it fast. And that's the the piece. So when you're in phase two, you're becoming more visible, right? You've got your eight to 10 paying clients. Now you're wanting to use free platforms. Okay. Cause you're still trying to bring in money. You're still doing proof of concept. You're wanting to make sure that your audience is the right audience and they're really getting crazy awesome results from you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're using your Facebook lives, your clubhouse rooms, your Instagrams, you're guesting on other people's stages as well right? So you're on webinars, you're on podcasts, you're on other people's summits, and you're also looking at sponsoring some events. So if you go to an event where they have your ideal audience, you're essentially paying to play, okay? Mm-hmm. And the thing is they're bringing your ideal audience together and you are end up, you know, making a free offer to gain visibility and bring them into your world so that you can nurture them. Once you start doing that and you start having enough offers and you're bringing in about $5,000 a month consistently, then you move into phase three where we're growing what it is that we're doing, right? So then you're looking to increase your list size, increase your visibility, and you're gonna start leaning into hosting your own events. And this could be a masterclass, this could be a webinar, this could be a summit, and you're also gonna be looking at larger speaking sponsorships to grow your list. Okay. From there, you want to go ahead and move into phase four. By now, you're bringing in a pretty consistent $10,000 a month. So you see, we're, we're building upon each phase because each phase, you end up bringing on extra team to take things off of your plate so that you can grow and do more speaking engagements and do more of your own masterclasses, your own webinars. And then you've built a foundation that's strong enough to support hosting
1: a one-day event or hosting a three-day event. Nice. I love it. And my brain goes everywhere. So thank you for the delineation and the business sizes. Um, just out of curiosity, because I think a lot of people also think if I've done a one-day event, doing a three-day event is just the same thing, but longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk to me about kind of yeah. that that catapult that people take from, oh, it's a virtual event. It's going to be the exact same as it is live. Clearly it's not, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest delineations, uh, a one day event is one day, a three day event is three days. Now. Yeah. You're just adding a couple of days, but the thing is you're trading time and, and energy, right. And money. So if you're doing a one day event, you are going to be making what is known as a low ticket offer, something that is under $5,000. Okay into your program or your six-month program, your seven-week program, whatever it is. Ideally, is more around the $4,000 mark. When you're moving into your three-day events is where you're going to be offering your high-ticket offers, where you're going to be more in the eight to, I have clients that offer $20,000 programs from a three-day event. And the reason being is the amount of time you've spent with them. Right. We're not Mm -hmm. looking to go like, hi, nice to meet you. Let's get married. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's essentially what you're doing if you're doing a one day event and making a $10,000 offer. They're like, whoa, who are you? Right. Mm -hmm. Because most, more often than not, it's an audience that is newer to your world. And they're going, okay, I think Michelle can definitely help me with this, but I'm not totally sure. So I'm going to go to the event and see if this is a good fit right? So that's one of the the number one things that I see is people also as a mistake offer high ticket in a short amount of time, unless they're amazing at building rapport and relationship. And this audience has been with you for a very long time, right? Then you could could possibly do that. But on top of it, our one day events tend to be um, smaller in size. um, And there's there's less of a time commitment, right? For you, there's less of a time commitment for the audience. And it doesn't mean that it's any less of a, I don't know what the word is, but like helps you make money on the back end. Because mm-hmm. I have clients that will do four one day events a year, do them one a quarter, and bring in five figures every single time. And that's all they mm-hmm. want to do. Right. And move them into their seven week course, move them into the seven week course, seven week course, seven week course. And that's just an easy way to fill that program. And they don't want to do three days. And if you're moving through the phases of event leverage, it's a great opportunity to practice, because when I see my clients go from one day to three days, they're like fudge. That's exhausting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you've never done a three-day event before, you may not want to start by doing your
0: own three-day event. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) I mean, on virtual, you have to give that much more energy across, right? Because we've got like this barrier and you can't feel and touch them. So you have to exude more energy for it to be like, oh, okay, I get it. And then of course we use all like the fun sticks and things, emoji sticks to support that engagement and a number of different ways of utilizing chat and Facebook groups and um, gifts and all those fun things too.
1: Nice. I love it. Well, and I can only imagine them. People are going, Oh my God, Jay, I need you so badly right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I know they're going to want to start their journey with you. How did they start though?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're like, I'm ready, Shay, let's go right now. Um, I want to get on your calendar. The best way to do that is go to events with an S powerful.com. And that takes you directly to my calendar. Now, if you're actually interested in learning more about the phases of event leverage, um, I've got a really, really cool gift for everybody here that has like a flow chart and shows you exactly where you're at based on the level of business. So in order to pick that up, you're going to go to five Phases dot info, and that's spelling out the word five, F I V E, five, five phases dot info forward slash ownership for your community.
1: Nice, love that. Thank you so much, and that'll be awesome because I think really a lot of people don't understand that they need to know what the outcome is. Like, are we list building? Are we doing conversions? Are we? Is there something else at play here that we need to know what the end game is because each different type of event will garner different results if you're expecting conversions from a lead event it's not going to happen <laughs> you be very right. disappointed a lot of money out for no conversions but your list building's fantastic so mm-hmm. you got to pr- appreciate where you're at and what's going on so go and pick up the gift because that's fantastic Shay, you've been fabulous i have to ask you at what point in time did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well i mean i did grow up with entrepreneurs Um, so I, I have not only my mom and my stepdad were entrepreneurs, but my biological dad's an entrepreneur. So I kind of had a bit of the bug already. And when I was, this is really the point I was wanting to become a medical doctor. Okay. I always wanted to become a medical doctor. And I'm sitting there in my third year of college doing organic chemistry and going, Fudge, this is not it. This is not how I'm helping people. Fudge, I had a whole plan, Michelle. I was, I was, I was all planned out, and then I went, Oh my god, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but this isn't it. And so I, I went into network marketing and you know, started to because I'm actually quite shy person i'm a very introverted person and this is part of my journey is getting out there more and more and being on other stages is a stretch for me and that's why event production i can be behind the scenes right, right. i'm i'm that yin to the yang you know my my visionaries my hosts my entrepreneurs are out there and they're shining on stage and i get to be back of the room and going and this and move here and then this and then that and everything is all coordinated and done with as much grace and ease as we possibly can.
1: (laughs) I love that. Awesome. And one more question for you is in your entrepreneurial journey, are there any kind of foibles or mistakes that you made that you can laugh at and go, that was funny?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there was one. Um, We have systems and processes in place for a reason. And it's those times where I go, okay, yeah, sure. You know, the client comes to us and says, oh, we can handle that. We can do that. We can, our team will, will do this piece. And in this particular instance, um, they wanted to handle all of the, the sales and they wanted to handle all of the documents and they wanted to, you know, own it okay, sure. Totally makes sense. You own all the order forms that come in, all of the checks that come in. Fantastic. Part of my process in a live event was to have it in a bag under lock and key. and was next to somebody the entire time, right? But they wanted to handle it. And I said, okay. Sadly, they didn't handle it. And it started to show up where I was like, there's a, there's a check sitting on the back table and there's nobody on the back table right now. Well, let me pick up that check and give it to the person who's supposed to be watching these things. And she's like, oh yeah, I left that there for a reason. You left a check on the back table and nobody's back there. I get you have a reason, but you left a check. Leave a note. Right? <laughs> Notes like, are good. Hide it underneath Checks the up. table. Do something not just out there in the open. And then um, the cherry on top was at the end of the event, we cleaned everything up, you know, we had our party and we're like, wow, we did it. Everybody's like going to bed. It's, you know, by now it's one in the morning. And, you know, I'm having, you know, one final talk with my AV team and I get a phone call from the event host and she's like, hey, do you have the forms? I'm sorry, what-huh <laughs> you, your team was handling that. You told me in front of everybody your team was handling that, and so we all rushed down to the room, hotel had like, cleaned up everything. We found the folder it was in, and it was empty. There were no forms around it, and so. <laughs> bless my AV team, one of my AV teams, they actually jumped in the dumpster trying to find the forms.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yes. So, you know, it was definitely a moment where I'm like, there's a reason we do things the way we do it. So this doesn't happen.
1: And no, you're not allowed to make exceptions to my rules anymore. Right. <laughs> Good lesson in business, people. Yes. Do not let your clients make exceptions to your rules, because yes. they're the exact reason you
0: have rules. That's the exact <laughs> reason. They are that.
1: the ones that are going to screw it up. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I'm really sorry your AV <laughs> you had to go through oh, that. But yeah, and hopefully we'll have alleviated that mistake for many entrepreneurs to come
0: <laughs> yes yes absolutely And it, I mean by yep. all means ask ask your vendors ask your service providers hey this is what we want to do is there a rhyme or reason behind it and and they can tell you exactly why <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> this is what's
0: happened that's why we have this happening going forward yeah your choice but just FYI.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Shay, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for a piece? Uh,
0: Events are the best way to connect with your audience. Really, especially right now, people are in need badly of what it is that you do. And really, you're the only ones that can step in and support them. So my suggestion is take a look at what phase of event leverage you're in right now and start going through the process so that you can connect with them so you can scale your business and leverage your business and touch more of a wider audience. That way we can all create a wave of change together.
1: love it. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. If you happen to be looking to scale or automate your business, reach out to me at michelleatawarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.